Retain Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. We are back with another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. And uh, this is Jay Nathan with you here today, your host or your co-host for the podcast. Jeff is taking the day off today, so he's not here. But I have with me today a very special guest, a colleague and team member and friend of mine, Shauna McClemens from Higher Logic. Um, so Shauna, hi, welcome to the show. Hey Jay, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm so glad you're here. And so Shauna is a principal consultant at Higher Logic, but that's a little bit of a, I'd say it's a little bit of a misnomer. Uh, Shauna does <laughs> a, a lot for us and, and really um, she's a product expert on Higher Logic Vanilla, but she's also, she runs our community and a lot of what we call scaled customer success programs. And we've been doing a lot of work over the past year to revamp our programs and to scale ourselves as we preach to all of you all who listen to this podcast and come to our events. And so we thought it'd be great to have Shauna on to talk about why we did some of these things and what we're finding with results have been and where we're going next. So Shauna, thanks for, for taking the time to come on. Yeah, Jay, I'm so excited. And, you know, it's it's such a great topic because I really, the two things that I'm most passionate about are customer success and community. So being able to kind of sit in the center of those two things is a really, really exciting thing for me. That That is that is the crux of what we're doing. We're pulling those two things together and they have a lot of commonalities and similarities when you start to think about them. So, and you used to be on the customer success team. We should say that, right? I mean, you, you were yeah. a huge part of our CS team before you took on this this bigger role of um, basically building out our whole community ecosystem for our for our customers. So you knew exactly absolutely. what you needed to make them successful and you still do. Yeah, absolutely. And like with this title of principal consultant, I always find that it's, like you say, a little bit of a misnomer because I do a little bit of everything, but it's all really focused on just making sure that our customers are as successful as they can be. So in a lot of ways, I never kind of lost that CSM mentality um, I just kind of tried to shift it more towards that scaled success and using community um, to achieve that scaled success and get folks uh, the same kind of resources, the same kind of great advice that I was providing as a CSM, but reaching um, a wider breadth of folks. Right. All right. So let's talk. Let's jump in on that on that note. So yeah. why, why is it so important to have a scaled success strategy in 2023? Let's start there and then we're going to dig into what we did about it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of different reasons, and I think they all really just come to creating the success hub for our customers. Um, a lot of the resources that we're kind of putting out, the content, um, the events that we're doing within what we call our success community, you can see it's so focused on success right from the outset, um, tends to be those same actions that our CSMs would undergo, but uh, kind of supercharged, right? And when we're doing things in community, we're able to have someone like me, as well as other subject matter experts come in and reach a much wider base of our customers to make sure that they're getting the valuable content and the tactics um, and the feature knowledge that they need to have. Um, and, and nobody's left behind. Everybody gets a subject matter expert. That's right. And the subject matter experts in, in a lot of SaaS companies are, they are prized people in the organization because they've got years of experience. You have years of experience with our mm -hmm. products. And so how do we take your knowledge and everything that you've been able to amass and that's sort of stuck in your brain? How do we get that out for everybody to take advantage of? Like you said, and you have multiple customers now benefiting from everything that you've experienced and learned. So that's awesome. So about a year ago, we embarked on this project. What do we when we took a step back, what, what, what were we seeing in our own organization that we knew we had to make a change here? 
Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is that it was kind of community by committee. There was a bunch of folks who were involved, who had strong opinions, um, and who would do some things with the community, but there was no real leader and there was no real strategy. It was just kind of like a little bit of everything. And, you know, it kind of comes to anything, you know, like a like a camel is a horse built by committee type of thing, where there would be some components that were better looked after than others. And I think just coming into it and having a clear leader and having a clear strategy and putting some scaffolding um, around the different initiatives in community really made a big difference. Yeah, and, and our goal, just, just like most SaaS software companies right now is to retain as many of our customers as possible. And also we, we want to sell new customers and that's just how you grow a SaaS business, right? You retain and grow. And so this ability to engage all of your customers at scale, not, not just the big ones, but all of them and provide them these resources and this enablement is really key in that first part, which is driving customer retention. So do you feel like, put you on the spot a little bit, do you feel like we've had an impact on that so far? Yeah, I really think that we do. We're, we're working on running some numbers, but I have a lot of anecdotal evidence and we're getting more and more customers involved in the community and involved in our uh, weekly live events. And there's a ton of customers that have come back with amazing feedback. They're asking their CSMs for more. And I can tell you that 100% of the customers who onboarded in the last year have at least one person in community. Um, so just switching it up and making sure that for one, you know, we're a community company that we're drinking our own champagne and involving everybody kind of in the community has been key. Um, but just for retaining them, it just makes sure that they're being that they're being made aware of all the new features that come out, that they're being given, you know, sometimes really simple tactics that they might not have heard about, and that they're able to bounce those ideas off of subject matter experts, but also other community builders. Because um, our CSMs are terrific, but just being able to have that entire village of folks who can make recommendations and talk about what's worked and what hasn't worked and, and tactics for their community helps them be more successful. And if their community is successful, they're much more likely not to turn, right? Yeah, that that that's right. And it all, all comes back to, usually in, in most SaaS products, a lot of the retention comes back to the quality of the people running the software and that's sort of what you're alluding to, right? Not, not the quality of the people, but the quality of their execution. Do they know what they're doing? Are they new to this? Um, have they, you know, do they know what the best practices are? Do they know how to make it successful or not? And is it a priority for them? And I think you've actually helped um, do both of those things through these initiatives. So you've talked a little bit about some of the tactics we we used. You started to touch into that, but um, you know, when you first took a look at this, because you and I talked, you know, a little over a year ago, and we we're like, hey, we got to do something different here. We <laughs> need the example, right? To your point, drink our own champagne and really yeah. be the best in class at this. Um, what were some of the things that you you said, hey, well, we've we've if we're gonna do this right and I'm gonna be leading it, here are a handful of things that I really want to prioritize. How did you what kind of what kind of items did you prioritize on that list? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to circle back on your former point, like I think that you made a really great point of like our, our customers being successful with the product. And in 2023, a lot of them aren't community managers by trade, right? They're marketers, they're heads of support, they're in all of these other roles and community has been just kind of placed on their plate. So they really needed to know um, about these tactics. And the best way for us to tell them is not just creating content by, by actually doing those tactics and putting them in an environment where they can see other people executing on those tactics really, really well and then bring that back to their own communities. 
Um, and some of the tactics that we used and wanted to show our customers how to use um, included one, just creating a, a content calendar, making sure that we have fresh content on a regular basis and that that content is valuable and that you're not in a point where you get, you know, 10 staff posts in one week and then not in radio silence for a month. Um, we implemented live events, so we created a series called Vanilla Connect, um, where bi-weekly we get together and we either explore a topic in a collaborative way. I didn't want it to be a webinar where we're just kind of like talking at you, but rather really something collaborative where customers are talking to each other um, and it's not just me droning on <laughs> and that they're coming away with actual strategies that they can implement into their community like today. Um, so having that content and those live events that have a mix of tactical um, and feature level um, things that they can do in their community immediately, I think was really key. Let's dig into the content piece for a second. Yeah. The, the, the thing that you said there was really interesting. And I, and I think, like, how would you differentiate the kind of content that we create for our customers in the community versus something that marketing might create for you know, our public blogs or, or, you know, other, other public content that may be meant for more of a, like a prospect type audience. How is ours different in that regard? Yeah. So I, our marketing team puts out a lot of great content and some of it I will, you know, shamelessly steal for the community, but a lot of it, like you said, is very focused towards prospects, not folks that are already in the community. Um, and I would say that where we get really interesting is that we'll talk about kind of these high level tactical ideas, but we'll also bring it back to how they can implement them in their community today and give like precise recommendations on, you know, step one, step two, step three, especially for folks that might be new to community or new to the vanilla software or both. It, feel, it feels a lot like enablement, right? This you know what? really focused on enablement. Absolutely. And I would say one of the many hats that I wear tends to be internal enablement. And a lot of the stuff that we were kind of creating in terms of, you know, playbooks and slide decks and resources internally, um, there was no reason not to share that directly with our customers, right? Things don't need to necessarily be kept behind a curtain. Um, a lot of them could just be directly visible in the community. And then they're still there for your internal teams. They're still there for customer asks, but then you have that discoverability too, right? So that folks can find it and um, it kind of always makes me think of that. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so if they just see it as a post in the community, they don't necessarily have to come and ask for it. They might get inspired just by browsing around. Yeah. Yep. Now you mentioned um, you mentioned a content calendar. I think consistency yeah. is a really, really important thing here. And something we've learned in the GGR community as well is, is just having that constant drumbeat of new, fresh content. So how are you making that happen? Because that's a that's a big lift, you know, especially if you were trying to create all that yourself. So or do you have help? Who have you enlisted to help? What does it look like? That kind of thing in terms of generating all this content. Yeah, I'll be really transparent. In the beginning, it did not go well. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, one, I did just like you said, I tried to do it all myself, which one, isn't scalable. And two, it's kind of boring, right? People want to hear a variety of voices and a variety of expertise. And so I... I'll tell you what not to do. <laughs> I went into team meetings and I asked people to post and I put these really vague, broad questions, post in community, post in community. I would email groups of people, post in community, um, and I would get crickets. And so one day I really kind of shifted my thinking and said, I shouldn't be asking big groups, vague questions. I need to leverage my personal relationships. And you know, I've been here six and a half years. I know a lot of faces. 
And so one morning I just wrote a generic Slack message on a, uh, on a notepad and copy pasted it to 35 different people. And some of them I added, you know, personal note, I think that you'd be great to post about this. I created scaffolding of this tip Tuesday idea. Um, so rather than just saying, hey, everyone posting community, I would say, hey, Jay, I think that you'd be really great to talk about customer success and community. Would you write a tip Tuesday, September 12th? And once I made the ask very precise, created that scaffolding and made it personal, 100% of people said yes. And I had a content calendar for the next 35 weeks because all 35 people said yes. Um, and then it was just a matter of following up, making sure they were comfortable, um, offering copywriting, offering suggestions. Um, and it's been one of our most successful initiatives. We've gotten thousands of views on those posts and, and tons of really positive customer comments. That is awesome. The I think I even received one of those and now I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> need to make sure I, uh, I ordered. Whatever. You'll get a Monday.com <laughs> alert. You'll get a Monday.com alert, Jay. Don't worry when it comes yeah, to <laughs> you. Yeah, you might have to do the follow up with me, but that's really cool. And, and it's, you know, the difference of sort of like passively asking people to do things and then actively giving, I think the point you made there is really good. People respond better when you give them a very specific and actionable thing to do. And because you have the relationship and people genuinely appreciate you and enjoy working with you, they're going to, they're <laughs> going to, they're going to try to make you happy as well. And so I think that whether to your point, there's a lot of people in marketing, there's a lot of people in customer success and support that are running these communities these days. Anybody can use that tactic, right? That's not, that's not something that only a community manager could do. Like everybody needs to leverage that, that approach. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that anybody can can really do that. And I think at the end of the day, it's just about making the ask a little bit more precise so that folks don't get decision fatigue, like trying to choose a Netflix uh, movie with your family um, can, can be really a time consuming thing. Um, and just that personal aspect, instead of just asking globally, just messaging someone directly and, and even thinking about what they might be good at, because folks can get a little bit of imposter syndrome and think, you know, who am I to write this? I'm not a marketer. I'm not a copywriter. Um, but they're having those conversations anyway with our customers day in and day out. There are things that they know really, really well. And sometimes folks just need to be told that. That is such a great insight. Like, um, you know, we, we post on LinkedIn a lot and we're very mm -hmm. active in our own community in GGR, but it, that does not come natural to everybody to be that public with, with your knowledge and what you know. What you said there was really good, imposter syndrome. I think a lot of people yeah. have imposter syndrome. But what a lot of CSMs and implementation teams and support teams and product people don't understand is that the things that they've seen in any given week across the industry that they serve are so valuable to all the other customers that they didn't talk to that week that it's it's almost a crime for it not to come out in some way and be able to share those insights and that knowledge. So kudos to you. That's really good. We We should probably write a whole article just on that technique alone because I think that's that's really solid. So talk, talk a little bit about these live events. What are they all about? Hire, Vanilla Connect. Yeah. So we started doing these Hire Logic Vanilla Connects and it used to be monthly and then it went bi-weekly and then sometimes we'll do a weekly session, mostly just to um, take care of different time zones. But my big philosophy with that is just trying to get customers to connect with each other. I've done surveys, I've done all sorts of questions, and, and we do a mix of subject matters. Uh, we'll sometimes talk about something that's a little bit more feature level, a little bit more technical. Um, we'll do more strategic questions on like strategic community planning, engagement, 
um, stuff like that. We have a great one with Heather from GGR coming up on customer success and community. And my biggest takeaway to those meetings is no slide deck or, you know, maybe a housekeeping for two minutes at the beginning of the session, um, really visual. And the biggest thing that I've learned throughout those is, of course, you've got to have quality content. But when someone asks a question, I'll keep my mute on and I will count to 10 in my head. And it sounds like such a silly thing, but it's so easy when you're a product expert um, to fill up all that empty space. But if you don't leave some empty spaces for customers to interact with each other, you're doing them a disservice because there's so many times that, you know, I'm sitting there like, oh, I know the answer, you know, like grade school raising your hand. But if I just, you know, shut up for a minute. <laughs> it allows customers to interact with each other, give their opinions. And so often they say something that's way better than what I would have said. And that way they're able to really talk with their peers to other community builders rather than, you know, just hear me do a monologue. That is a, that's a cool technique of just keeping your mute button on. So people, cause they're probably looking at you as the facilitator of those sessions, most of them, right. To say, okay, well, is Shauna going to answer this? And if not, the other thing, um, so office hours, that's how we started, yeah. right? We, we did a weekly call just like that. That was yep. the community initially. And um, one of the things we learned from our friend Nils Vinya, who helped us set that office hour structure up was when, when there's quiet and you hear like silence or when you ask a question, nobody knows when to talk, especially on Zoom. So what he trained us to do was just call on somebody. Everybody has some something to say. I love that. You just they just need the the impetus to to say it. And you know, ninety five times out of a hundred, people appreciate it. And they're like, okay, good. It was my turn to talk. I did have something to say. They gave me the floor to do it. So, do you ever find yourself in that situation where you have to call on people in these events to sort of yeah, help move absolutely. And I, I'm really lucky because I'm in the community all the time. You know, I've, I've been in CX for a long time. So I know a lot of our customers by name, you know, just kind of around. And so often, depending on the subject matter, I'm able to say, hey, so-and-so, I know you did this in your community. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? And people almost always react really well to that. And I was really amazed, too, that in speaking to people about the Vanilla Connects or talking to them about something else, and I just asked them, hey, I know you noticed you were in Vanilla Connect. How did you like it? Do you have any suggestions for me? People would sometimes, or actually often say, oh, I, I talked too much in it. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to monopolize. And I'm like, no, that's what we're here for. I do want to hear you talk. And so I thought that was a really interesting insight is that a lot of the time, I think people are used to this webinar format. Um, where they're expecting me to do all the talking when I really, really want is for them to talk. And so just creating that space and letting them know that this is a position for them to talk. And we actually, once I got that feedback in our housekeeping at the beginning of every session, I say, if you're comfortable, put your cameras on. This session is for you. Come off mute, talk. I want to hear you. I just don't, I don't want to just hear me. Um, and I feel like that's made a big difference too in getting folks to actually um, tell their stories and ask questions and, and kind of overcome that imposter syndrome we were talking about. All right. Ganger Rotane listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Tatango. Tatango helps you compose inspiring customer journeys so you can retain, renew, and expand your customer base. As the industry's only composable customer success platform, Tatango provides ready-to-use CS programs and dashboards that help you quickly and easily launch moments of value at every stage of the customer lifecycle. Get started or request a demo at tatango.com slash GGR. That is tatango, 
com slash GGR. And now back to the episode. Yeah, we we may have the answers as, as their vendor because we know the product in theory better than anybody, right? But in terms of the practical day-to-day application, I mean, luckily we work in a company that we get to use our own product to do our own yeah. thing, right? And so we get to learn from that. But just the difference in having, even if we know the answer, having someone else answer that, that is a peer to those folks in a non-vendor way is yep. like just automatically 10x more valuable because it's agree. From, from a third party and that's the way advocacy works too right so um that that that's great shauna so what else what else have you learned through the process that we've put in place over the last over the last year here like what, what are some of your biggest takeaways for how we've made this successful yeah and it's kind of a strange thing, but I think putting the energy into it and genuinely caring, um, and it's it's such a simple thing, but I really kind of shifted my mindset to everything's about community all the time. Um, and I wear a lot of different hats in the company. And so even when somebody would ask me a question, like a CSM or support or implementation would say, Shauna, how did you do X? Or how does this work? Or what are your recommendations? I would say, just wait five minutes. And I would create a community post and link it to them. Um, and so often that would garner more page views and comments because I think it's just really easy to answer a question on Slack or hop onto a call or whatever, but then that's you know gone into the ether forever. Whereas when I made that shift of, okay, somebody's asking about how to connect a vanilla and Zoom using Zapier, I can refer to that post forever and a bunch of people will discover that that may not have even known that was possible. And I think that's been true in a lot of cases. So just having that mindset of community first, I think has been key. And whenever you're in a team meeting and someone mentions something cool, just kind of being like, that's super cool. I would really love to see that in community. Would you create a post or would you do a tips Tuesday? Um, or, you know, if you're not comfortable, would you give me your point form notes and, and I'll copyright it for you. And just putting that energy into it and bringing everybody back to it. Um, it sounds so simple, but I think that's the crux of it at the end of the day. I love what you did there. I love what you did there because, you know, this is going to sound very counterintuitive, but I think communication in, in our companies is, um, is, is, it's very challenging when you have lots and lots of people to communicate with. And so if you can channel communications through, like we often, like you refer to our community as a success hub often, right? Mm -hmm. that, Absolutely. That um, you, you can really streamline communication because you don't have so much point to point going on. Can you imagine how many valuable pieces of information right now, how many valuable pieces of information are sitting in people's inboxes as, as individual oh. answer that makes me that problem has actually made me sick for two decades in this business trying to figure out how to take just tacit information that people have and are sharing with one another and make it publicly accessible in some in some form so I think it's a really really good strategy I was reading um I forget what book I was reading just the other day but the I think it was a it was it was a Jeff Bezos biography kind of book. I've been real into biographies yep. lately. And he was like that they were describing the scene in this one company meeting where he actually got upset about too much communication having to go on internally between individuals and teams within the company because it wasn't streamlined. It wasn't getting out there. So anyway, what you said just reminded me of that. And it 
really resonates because that is a big challenge, especially as our companies grow, is we have more people assigned to an individual customer account that have to coordinate amongst themselves. Like, what's the best way to do that? It's by writing stuff down and putting it into a knowledge base as part of the community and having those, having it live forever and not just be, you know, something that we say once and it goes away, never to be found again. Oh yeah, 100%. I can't tell you how, how many emails that I send myself. Um, I'm a big inbox zero person. So I'm always sending myself emails so I don't forget to do stuff. And it's just a copy and paste of a Slack chat or it's a copy and paste off of a Zendesk ticket um, or three words that I've written down from a call just to kind of capture those things. And then later on, I'll move them into a Monday board as content ideas or I'll just write a post or whatever. But there's so much content out there and and you know we've talked about this before jay we're like at the end of the day content valuable content is going to be the main reason for community right um and you've got to have a content calendar and you've got to do all that but there's you don't have to invent the content out of nothing it's there it's in your slack it's in your zen desk it's happening in those in those calls um and i think it's just a matter of you know picking picking that up and just putting it into an email into a monday board whatever works for you in terms of organization um, but making that content out of there so it's not lost um, to time. <laughs> yeah, no, such a great, such a great thought and a great way to execute. Um, so obviously, you know, community is sort of a, in, in these enablement technologies that are all part of, you know, the community education, knowledge base, they, they sort of sit beneath the entire customer journey, right? So we've talked about content, yeah. events, but what about other, touch points in the customer journey. I know we've we've tried to incorporate our community platform into our onboarding flow. What how do you how do you think about that and getting other teams involved in just promoting the community and, and keeping customers utilizing it as a as a part of their experience along the journey? Yeah. And so I, I spent a lot of time talking to folks in different departments about where they see community and kind of figuring out what makes them tick, right? What can what can um, community do for them? Because folks are gonna be motivated by the what's in it for me factor. And so two things that I kind of did there is when I spoke to all those departments and understood how community can benefit them for sales, they need to have something that they're proud to show to show off our product, for example. Um, and for implementation, like you alluded to, it's gonna be about onboarding their customers uh, faster and better. And so one of the initiatives that we did is uh, in vanilla, you can target certain widgets on the page to certain roles. So we have certain roles for customers that are onboarding as opposed to customers that are launched. So when they first log into the community, they have different tiles directing them to different areas of the community right off the hop. Because folks that are onboarding probably want to learn vanilla 101. They want to learn the basics. And we want to send them to a welcome category. Whereas folks who have been customers for a while, have been in the community for a while, don't need those same resources. We want to kind of send them towards things in the community that are more geared towards that more mature customer. So maybe more engagement tactics, uh, new features, um, you know, things that are going to be exciting for the, for those folks. And just thinking about those different customer personas and those different staff personas, and it really becomes quite the mosaic. But if you can, if you can kind of give those high level um ideas to those different departments and create a slightly different experience but pointing everyone towards community i think you're in a really good shape and then they can discover all of the other stuff um, but what's most likely relevant to them is front and center so they're not having to dig for that yeah so you're personalizing based on their customer journey stage yeah that's what it sounds like 
Yep, yeah, that, it's our prospect awesome. onboarding launched MVP. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's probably worth saying this too, because we are technology agnostic in GGR, even for yeah. vanilla, which we are obviously is very near and dear to our hearts. But you can do this with a lot of different platforms, right? I mean, oh yeah. Point is, you got to do it. You got to you got to personalize the content, or at least find different ways to align the content with the thing that the customer needs, where they are on their journey. So it's just about bringing the human element back, you know, whatever software you have, if you're just thinking about the different personas and what that human person needs, what problems they're encountering. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. Mm, yep. Um, you mentioned new features there a moment ago too. It sort of takes me down the, the product ideation rabbit hole, which is a, I think a really cool, it's a really cool capability that a customer hub or a, a community can bring to an organization because product ideation is, I mean, you, you've been a CSM, you've, you've had these long spreadsheets and feature requirements that you've oh, yeah. building to product management and, and engineering and said, please help me here so we can retain this customer. Like, how do you think about product ideation on a community basis? Though I will tell you this, the one thing that I hear all the time with anything that's not like a direct conversation with product is, well, I gave them the feedback and it went into a black hole, right? So mm -hmm. you hear that all the time. Like, how do we, how do we do product ideation in a, in a way that makes the customer feel like they've been heard and also gets us the most valuable feedback we need as a, as a software developer to move our product forward? Like, how do you, how do you think about that from a community standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm on a lot of these, these customer calls and working with the CSMs. And I think this is a common problem that I think anybody that's in a CSM role sometimes feels when they first get into the scaled success stuff is sometimes telling your customer, go and submit your idea on the community can feel like you're brushing them off. So you've got to tell them the value of submitting it on the community. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, I'm happy to submit this to our product team, but if you put it in the community, other people are going to vote for it. Other people are going to mention their use cases and it's going to snowball. And that's going to allow our product team to see kind of the whole picture. Um, so that tends to be the value that I tell our customers. And so our CSMs, our supporter implementation teams, they are all very much on board in the last year or so um, by giving them those talking points, helping them explain to their customers why submitting it in the community means it's not going to go into a black hole and it's going to garner more attention than if it's sitting in product board. We're still going to look at it if it's in product board, of course, um, but there's probably 10 other customers who think that's a great idea who just aren't going to bother to send it into product, whereas they can vote in it on the community. Um, and with that shift and showing that value statement uh, to our different departments, we've had about a 400% increase in ideas over the last year. All those ideas are great, but it's not gonna make the customers feel heard unless we're also going in there and updating those ideas. So it's a good way for them to follow um, when, if and when their ideas are being implemented. They can get a notification, hey, this thing you voted on last year, it's coming out now or whatever it might be. Um, we've got our product roadmap embed, so they can just see globally what we're developing. They can see all of our product ideas. Um, and then by commenting or voting, they can get kind of a notification, hey, this is coming into the product and we'll include a post that kind of talks about that new feature that's come out, um, but also the why, because I think a lot of communities do a really good job of just saying, here's the release notes, here's what buttons you need to press to enable this feature. But I think the so what factor is really important too. Okay, so we've got, um, you know, email digest just came out. So what? 
well, this is going to drive engagement in your community. This is going to do X, Y, and Z thing. And just kind of take that step further and tying it back to their business goals is something I think the community has been doing really, really well over the last year. So obviously there, there's a tie into the product management organization with whenever you have product feedback coming at you. So and if they're not involved, yeah. that can be a real problem in customers feeling heard. So you've got a way that you've engaged them. And a lot of our customers have the same question, right? Is how do we get product on board with this? Because it's something new for them a lot of times. Yeah, product's a really busy department, right? And it can be really tough for them to review all of those ideas um, one by one. And so once again, I just like to leverage the personal relationships. And so I went to our product manager and said, hey, I know we've got a ton of ideas in the community. Those go automatically into product board um, through an integration. But let's just meet once a month for an hour, not a huge ask, and I'll do all the slicing and dicing. I'll look at the ideas that have come in and the votes and the comments and you know, use different factors to bring however many ideas that we can get through in that hour. And once again, instead of just saying, hey, can you review the ideas in the community ad infinitum forever um, with no scaffolding, instead my ask is, can I have an hour of your time once a month to get updates on these ideas? And so I've kind of leveraged the personal information. I've kind of made the ask specific and I've taken as much of the workload as I can. Because if you make things easy for folks, they're more likely to get done. Yeah, I was thinking about that too when you were talking about customers submitting ideas into the community and sometimes that, that can feel like a brush off, but there's nothing that would prevent a CSM from saying, hey, this is a great idea. I'm going to write it up yeah. us, and I'll put it in the community on your behalf and make it even look like it comes from you. So if, yep. if you're okay with that, and that'd be okay too, right? I mean, we do want to train mm -hmm. customers to go do these things for themselves. Part of this is self-serve, but at the same time, what you just said is key. It's like reducing customer effort, reducing even internal customer effort, like our product team, keeping their effort low on all this is really important. You've also mentioned this word scaffolding like two or three times now, which I really, really like, but how would you maybe like, when you say scaffolding, what, what do you mean by, by that? Yeah, I, I think that it's just this idea that with, with kind of anything in life, if you say for somebody, if, if you, how am I going to explain this the best way? <laughs> um, so I would just say when you're making an ask of anybody, if you make it too broad, people are going to get decision fatigue. They're going to get in their heads. It's just going to be too much. And so just creating like a little bit of structure and a little bit more of a precise ask can go such a long way. Um, you know, it just kind of makes me think of like the Netflix movie analogy, where if you say to your family, let's choose a Netflix movie, oh my God, you're going to be there for three hours, everyone's going to be asleep before you've chosen something. But if you say, do you want to watch these three things, you're much more likely to get a decision. So I think that just kind of bringing a little bit more of a formed idea to folks makes it easier for them to kind of take it from there. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Gets back to that prescriptive thing we talked about too. And I would say, you know, another place where I've seen you put scaffolding in is back to these events where yeah. events happen. It happens on a predefined schedule, right? So it's yep. a certain day every week at a certain time. And so people could just yep. rely on it. The topics may change and it may be more relative, relevant to somebody one week than it is another week but they know it's always there for them, right? So it's got that consistency factor too. And that's what we want to do as a brand. We want to be consistent for our customers, be available 
have programs that they can jump into and that will scale with us. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's half the battle, right? Choosing the time and the place um, and creating the invites and all that stuff, that can be half the battle. So if you've got something very consistent, I know there's a tip Tuesday every week. I know that there's a vanilla connect every Tuesday at two. Um, half of it's already done, right? Then you just have to come up with a couple ideas, maybe some content. Um, and it's amazing how often the rest of the stuff kind of figures itself out, you know, kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, where if you've built the, the main vessel for it, the rest of it kind of figures itself out. It's a little bit more work than that, but, but really then you've got the, um, the main idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also whenever something comes up in the organization, we talk about this a lot, um, not to get too far off on a tangent here, but even with <laughs> meeting structures, right? When you have the yeah. right people in a room once every two weeks or four weeks or one week, then it's easy as things come up through through the course of business in a week. It's like, well, this would be a perfect topic for one of our office hours, or this should go out in our newsletter, or this could be covered, you know, as opposed to in the community. There's, the, I, I think of it like, um, almost like trains, right? Trains leaving a station on a schedule and they're always going, the newsletter's always going, the events are always running. And as things come up, like we're going to put them on that train because that's where people are going to be anyway. People are going to read those things yep. or participate in those things. You'll have the most reach there rather, rather than sending out a thousand, you know, unique communications about every little thing. And people don't know which way is up. They don't understand the pro. They don't have any sense of the scaffolding behind it. Right. Like you, like you've said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that, that, that's all awesome. And, you know, I think, um, the coolest part about everything that you've shared and that what you and I get to see internally in all this is the results that have um, that have sort of come out of this. So like, I'm just looking through some of our data here, 50% year over year, our, user, our users are up, um, active users year over year, 375%, you said 400% in our product ideation coming back uh, at us. Like those are phenomenal results what else have you seen that surprised you or that's that's you know something you didn't even expect to happen that's happened yeah so i was trying to gather this data around how many of our customers overall are in community um and it's a little bit of a fight with salesforce um but what i was able to find out is of customers who onboarded in the last year 100 of them have at least one customer in community and i think that big shift is leveraging those personal relationships and driving it home with implementation week after week, day after day, your customers need to be in community to get the resources that are going to make their life better and are going to make your life better as an implementation project manager. Um, so I think having just that shift of saying 100% of our onboarded customers um, and just under 100%, I'm, I'm forgetting the number, but over 90% of our enterprise level, our highest tier customers are in community. I think that speaks to how our staff are talking about community and how our staff are communicating the value of it to our highest level customers and to our newest customers. So there's still some, some stragglers from the old vanilla that we need to, to bring into the fold, but we can see those behaviors shifting, which is I think really, really key because it's the human behaviors at the end of the day um, that are gonna drive everything. Uh, absolutely. And you just made an interesting, another interesting comment there. You talked about enterprise customers a lot of times I'll run into folks, even within our customer base, who are like, you know what, we we only serve the biggest of the big enterprise customers. And so we have a very high touch 
customer success. We're going to keep community over here in a box. But what we found, I think, is that enterprise customers enjoy this just as much as the smaller customers, because it's not about replacing yeah. with them. We still have the CSM calls. We still engage with them directly on their challenges and their opportunities. But now they've got this other massive network to, to tap into that provides them a lot of value in addition to what we can provide. And I think that's overall, it increases the value that we can provide to our customers by having that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a ton of our enterprise customers that are in my Vanilla Connect sessions and, and they've got weekly meetings with their CSM. They can go and talk one-on-one -on -one with their CSM anytime they want. They know they send an email and they've got a meeting on the books right away because they're so important, but they still want to connect with those other community builders. They want to talk to other enterprise level customers. And so if we've got you know, two or three, like our last Vanilla Connect, I think I had four different really high level enterprise customers who I knew all by name. And they said the most interesting things to each other. And they had such unique point of views and unique problems. It was just so interesting to kind of see two really high level customers having a conversation. And I was just getting to be a fly on the wall. Like what's more valuable than that? Absolutely. And by the way, like got to get product marketing in, you got to get your marketing leadership in to listen to these things. Maybe even have some of your salespeople involved to listen, right? They yeah. Don't but gosh, listen to the words that your customers are using in these candid settings where they're being very real about what's yep. working, what's not. You're hearing their lingo, their terminology. That's super valuable. I mean, a lot of people don't get access to that and all those teams need it, right? Because then they can use examples from what they've heard other customers doing and, and that kind of thing. So um, we should make sure our marketing folks are are in those sessions sometimes, huh? I'll talk to them. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we can pull some strings. Awesome. Absolutely. This is this has been great. Thanks for taking the time to do this. And even more than that, thanks for everything you do, you know, for, for <laughs> us and, and for our customer community. And I hope I know that the people who listen to this podcast will be very enlightened by this discussion because I think we've been talking a lot about scale customer success and some of the tactics that you bring forward to do that. But this is what it's all about. It, you can call it community, but it's really scaling the outcomes you can help your customers get and doing that on a, on a broader basis. And so super pumped that you're leading the charge, not just for us, but really for the industry around how this works. Well, I love it. And I think people have this idea that scaled success is only going to apply to your lowest tier customers. And like we were just talking about, sometimes it's the enterprise customers uh, who I get the best response from and are super stoked about the scaled success stuff that I'm putting out there. And yeah, it's just such a such an interesting topic. I'm always uh, super happy to talk about it. So thank you so much for having me on, Jay. Definitely. All right. If people want to find you, where can they go to find you? So they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Shauna McClemens. Uh, only Sean McClemens in the world, as far as I know. <laughs> so you can just go in and LinkedIn. Uh, I would love to uh, chat with you more. So uh, yeah, let's connect. Awesome. All right, Shauna, thank you very much. And thank you all for, for joining us again. And uh, as I always do on the show, if you haven't joined gangrowretain.com, uh, go join it. It's a free customer success leadership community. It actually does run on the vanilla software platform. So you'll get to see a lot of the things that, that Shauna was just talking about. Um, we have a live event coming up in Denver. So if you live in Denver, Colorado, or anywhere near Denver, Colorado, we actually have people flying in from all over the West Coast for this one, which I'm excited about. Um, we'll be hosting that in Denver on, on August 29th. And uh, you can, if you go to gangrowretain.com, you can find that 
event on uh, on our events page there and sign up and register. We hope to see you there. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. Shauna, thanks for being here and we'll talk again soon. Thanks again. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in-person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.